Voyages podcast series. As a reminder, you can check out previous episodes at ventures.uhhospitals.org or, of course, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So let me tee up today's chat with a story. Something special started a little while ago with a shared vision by a UH patient and a UH physician. The patient, Sandy Cutler, a very successful business leader, suffered from bladder cancer. Fortunately, it was caught very early, and along his journey, he experienced remarkable personalized care at UH. From there, Sandy Cutler and his physician, Dr. Lee Ponsky, came up with a vision for the University Hospital's Cutler Center for Men, and that resulted in a philanthropic gift of $15 million from Sandy and Sally Cutler. You're all aware that June is Men's Health Month, so a perfect time to talk about men's health, and who better to do that with than Dr. Lee Ponsky himself. Lee is the Executive Director of the UH Cutler Center for Men. He is the Chairman of the UH Urology Institute. In addition to these responsibilities, Dr. Ponsky is a Distinguished Physician at UH. He's the Leo and Charlotte Goldberg Chair in Advanced Surgical Therapies, a Master Clinician in Urologic Oncology, and a professor at Case Western Reserve's University School of Medicine. Lee's also a great friend of the UH Ventures team. He's a seasoned entrepreneur in both the not-for-profit and for-profit sectors, and we are very fortunate to have had the opportunity to partner with Lee on a number of occasions. So besides me wondering what I've been doing with my time based on, on that abbreviation of, of, uh, of Lee's resume, today I wanted to focus on three primary questions. Why men? why now, and why UH? So, Lee, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Tell us why you are focused uh, uh, for today's conversation on just men. So first of all, thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity to have this conversation about something that we're really, really excited about. Um, why men and why now? Well, I think things happen serendipitously. I think having the opportunity to have a conversation with Sally and Sandy Cutler about their vision, about what was important to them, was a great start. Um, we started talking about creating a men's health center or something. We weren't sure what it was going to be. Uh, and a lot of institutions have centers for men where they focus on erectile dysfunction, BPH, or voiding dysfunction, which everyone has these programs and I challenged our institution to say can't we think bigger let's really do something that is remarkable that is really going to be transformative that's going to be visionary that's going to really move the needle in making what I consider to be a legacy impact and we drew up this vision to say let's really make things different than just what everyone else is doing can we create a program that really makes men healthier and figuring out ways to do things differently. And we can get into how that transpired, but that was really the idea is, is setting and saying, are you guys open to a bigger vision than just what everyone else is doing? So tell us a little bit about the stark reality in terms of some of the statistics when it comes yeah. to men, men's health, and the extent or lack of extent to which we care about ourselves. So let's talk about the Cleveland market. We're in Cleveland, Ohio. Let's talk about our market. And we know that the statistics 
are the same around the entire country and actually worse in certain parts of the world. But in the Cleveland market, we have about 2 million people in the greater Cleveland vicinity, something like that. We know that there are about 250,000 men, 250,000 less men than women every year see a doctor. Let me say that again. If you take all of the patients that see a doctor, we know that a quarter of a million less men than women every year see a doctor. Now that's pretty impressive, but let's think, let's dive deeper. We know that of the 15 leading causes of death, men die more often, 14 of them. Okay? So of the 15 leading causes of death, 14 of those leading causes, men die more often than women. Now certainly there are certain diseases like prostate cancer, we would say of course men should die more often than women. And we don't want anything to happen to the women that we love in our lives, but we do think that certain things are genetic predisposition and men are going to die more commonly, like prostate cancer. But there are certain diseases like heart disease, lung cancer, strokes, that part of it isn't we want women to be injured, we just want men to be healthier. And can we normalize that? So can we take, can we do some, make some acts, do, take some action? so that men are seeing the doctor more often, which we then believe, if we can just get the doc patients, men, to see the pa doctor once a year every year, it's what we keep saying, at least once a year every year, we believe that if we can do that, men will be diagnosed earlier with certain diseases, we will be able to diagnose certain cancers earlier. And then think about this, if we figure that out, and if we can get men to come in every year once a year and diagnose diseases earlier, the impact that we can make if we roll that out around the country, is on the order of dis dis discovering cures to cancers, right? It's remarkable. So the impact of what we're talking about doing, we're not talking about dis discovering a new drug. We're saying, can we figure out a way to communicate with men, to, to, to get to men and say, it's important to see the doctor every year, once a year. We believe, our hypothesis is if we do that, we are going to save lives, reduce suffering, reduce morbidity in, in astronomical numbers. And then we want to share that around the world. We want to be the ones that figure it out and then we're going to create a standard operating procedure and share it. Because the impact that we can make can truly be on the order of discovering cures of cancer. So you've answered why men. You've certainly answered why now because clearly um, why not yesterday. So, so incredible that we're putting ourselves in this position. Describe for our, list, our listeners your collective vision, you, Sandy, and Sally, for the Cutler Center for Men. W yeah. What is that? Well, as everyone always says, and, and you hear this, and it sounds cliche, but it, it takes a village. So uh, I, maybe we started with this big, robust vision. But if we don't have the support of, of a philanthropic uh, visionary like the Cutlers, if we don't have the support of an institution and, and, and a group like the Ventures at UH who are supportive of this vision, uh, none of this can happen. It's just a great idea. But it, they, we've all come together and said, let's take a chance. Everything's a risk, right? We, we're going with this hypothesis, with this vision that we truly believe will make a difference. So what does that mean? Well, first of all, how do we communicate with men? What we've been doing for the last 50 years in terms of communicating to men that it's important to come in and get your blood pressure checked, your cholesterol checked, your prostate exam, your colonoscopy, we keep telling them we create advertising and marketing, the primary doctors say it's important, but we're not moving the needle, nothing's changing. We still have a huge gender gap between men and women seeing a doctor. So we can keep saying that it's important and saying it louder and saying it different, but it's not making a difference. 
So why don't we stop continuing to push it in that direction? Let's try a different approach. What if we can communicate with guys differently? What if we created a place, and we've looked at models like a barbershop. If you actually, and we've done a lot of research this, we've interviewed hundreds of people and use outside groups to help us understand this. Guys tend to be pretty loyal to their barbershops. I could ask you, do you go to the same barber for how many years have you been going to that same barber? More than I can remember. Yeah. So there's a bit of a loyalty, and, the, and guys go. It's not like they're walking around with long hair uncut or they're doing it at home and saying, well, I'll cut my own hair when it gets too long. No, they go. So how can, why is that? And what's the psychology behind it? A lot of what we're doing is trying to get into the minds of men. So what we've set, what we've set out is saying, we want to take approach where we're not going to focus outwardly on the checking the cholesterol, checking your blood pressure, getting screened. Of course we're going to do that. That's assumed. Of course we're going to do all of the indicated medical stuff. But let's not lead with that. Let's lead with stuff that's valuable to guys. For example, we know that children, when they're under the care of their parents, go to the pediatrician. Boys and girls go to the pediatrician. Why? They're taken to the pediatrician by their parents. But at 18, we see a massive drop-off. Okay. Now, women will often go, at some point, they start getting plugged in with a gynecologist, usually use that as a primary care or their primary care. Women do a better job, but guys drop off. Well, what if we could intervene then? What if we could have a better transition from pediatricians directly into a primary? So there's no drop off. It just becomes ex expected. That's number one. What if we focus on, we both have young adult children. I've got a 20-year-old boys. One of them's working now, making a salary. Okay, does that mean that he has any idea what to do with that salary? What if, what if a 20-year-old is not interested in his blood pressure, but is way more interested in knowing how to balance a checkbook? What if that 20-year-old is much more interested in saying, yeah, I'd like to save money, but I don't know how to budget and manage my expenses. Well, what if we come to that guy and say, hey, at the Cutler Center, we're going to help you with that. Or what about the young man who now became a father? And we see all these... Women come into our, our, um, our women's uh, hospital delivering babies, and the guys are sitting in the corner, and we give great attention to the women and talk about breastfeeding and doing all the right things, and we ignore the guy. They're sitting in the corner. What if we could say to them, hey, you want to change a diaper? Just because you can make a baby doesn't mean you know how to raise a baby. And what if we do a first-time dad program that says, look, it's okay. You're not expected to know how to raise it. Let's help you. Let's put you in touch with other guys who've done it and create a community. What if we say to these young men at whatever age, to say, listen, we know we won't need to focus on mental health, big under overlooked issue. But instead of coming to people and saying, we want to focus your, on your anxiety and depression, which often is stigmatized and can often feel intimidating, what if we say, we're going to create a mental fitness evaluation and we're going to identify strengths and weaknesses and we're going to find things that you're good at not just the things that you're bad at. And what if we're going to find emotional intelligence and say, you know what, you have strong emotional intelligence. And this might help you in your relationships or finding a job. So we're putting the positive spin on things. What if we take that 40-some-year-old who has a teenage daughter and having trouble relate with him or her and help them and say, we have people to help you focus on that. Or what about planning for retirement, emotionally and financially, or marriage counseling, or getting people who want to get involved in the community. People may have moved to Cleveland and say, I'd like to learn about nonprofits or, or entrepreneur opportunities. 
how do I learn about the community? We want to be the place, we want to be the wingman for that guy throughout their lives. Guys like to have, I'll let you have a secret. Guys like to have a guy, a guy to call, right? I got, got a guy. I got a guy. We got a guy, right? And people make fun of me because they're like, oh, Ponsky, you've got a guy for everything. Yeah, it's nice to have. You got a plumber, you need an electrician. We should have that for your overall health. And your health is not just your physical health, it's having a community. And so, of course, we're going to check the blood pressure and the cholesterol and check for your colon cancer. But what if we can become that place where we make it easier for guys from all aspects of life, all aspects of their lives, regarding if whatever decade of life they're in, and we farted, started focusing on 20s, 30s, 40s, each decade of life, what's important to guys? And some of the things that we think may be important may end up not being as important, and we'll pivot and we'll try something else. So people can toggle in and toggle out, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the barbershop metaphor. You choose the services you want. You're ostensibly going for a haircut, but you're also going for the experience. You yeah. actually want to be there, and so maybe a, a glass of wine and ESPN Sports Center isn't going to hurt either. So I'm glad you said that. So what is, we also believe that creating a physical space is important too. So we want our physical space, as we say, every touch point should be a wow moment. So every interaction, we want to wow our guys so that they go, I did not expect this. When they walk into our physical space, we're fighting to try to create a space and we're currently breaking ground at the new Ahuja Tower 2, we're going to have a, at the sports complex, Drusinski Sports Complex, where when you walk in, it feels more like a combination of a Apple Store meets a United Club meets Capital One Cafe. So we want to have a barista. We want to have a bar. They wouldn't let me have a bar, but we got a juice bar. <laughs> I want to have a barber there. So I'm talking with one of the local barber shops saying, I'd like to have a barber there. We want to create could a you place. Add a shoe shine because I really think we could do shoe shines. Yeah, we can. We can absolutely. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that one. So you know, what else can we do to create an environment? Starbucks really created the idea of loitering is okay. David, when you and I grew up, there were signs at all the places no loitering. loitering. Starbucks reversed that. Starbucks said loitering is okay. Come with your laptop, computer, buy a cup of coffee, and hang out. Well. Why can't we do that in a space that we've created, a safe space for these guys where it's inviting, where they can learn about services we have if they want it. If they want to just come and have a cup of coffee or, ju coffee or juice, great. But eventually they may start asking questions about things that we're offering. And we want to create that same type of vibe, totally redesign the way men interact with healthcare. Now listen, it's important that we don't forget about the women in our lives because we know that women control 80% of the healthcare decisions. Let me repeat that. Women control 80% of the healthcare decisions. So if you think that we can go out and promote this without addressing women, when I, start taking, when I started taking care of men with prostate cancer, it was amazing to me how many men are dragged in by their daughter. Now I have a daughter. Sometimes she won't acknowledge me, but I do like to see that sometimes these men and their, how much their daughters care about their dads. And they bring them in and they say, you're going to take care of them. And so we have to recognize that women control 80% of the healthcare decisions. And so we have to engage women and they have to be, be a very important part of this. Now, David, one of, you, you brought up a good point about the experience. The, we have to think also about the experience of the men in terms of what are some of the low-hanging fruit. Guys, are there's inertia, meaning guys sometimes know they have to make an appointment. They go, yeah, I'll get to that, right? 
or you gotta, we'll see, I'll see a patient, I'll say, you need to schedule a CAT scan, you need to get some blood work, and you need to schedule a follow-up appointment. And I know what that, that list, right? I have a list, you know, I'm often given a list by my wife, but I have a list of things I gotta get to. And it gets put on that list, because a lot of guys feel fine, and say, I'll get to that, I'll schedule the CAT scan, right? So what if we created Joe? We have a guy named Joe. And a lot of people know about um, Flow from Progressive Insurance, right? We've all seen those commercials, those entertaining commercials about Flow. Well, we created Joe. Joe is our, your guy. Joe will take care of all those things that often are allow guys to avoid making the appointments. He's gonna help make your appointments. He's gonna help follow up with you to make sure you got your CAT scan and help make that happen. Now, eventually we'll probably have 20 or 30 Joes that'll help patients, but it's an emblem of Joe. It represents your guy, you, you know, Joe will be in your phone, you can call Joe, and you're gonna reach someone who's gonna help you take care of the headaches of making the appointments and navigating often an intimidating health system. And come from the same mindset. Absolutely, it's a relaxed, casual, our, our slogan is welcome guys. Yeah. And we want to have a non-intimidating, non-lecturing uh, uh, type of mentality. And we, when a guy comes in, we don't wanna to try to achieve everything day one. Right? So we don't have to bombard you. We want guys to feel comfortable and say, hey, we're glad you came. What do you want to address first? And, and, and we're going to build this, and it's an evolving process. And some, like I said, some things will work, and some may not be receptive. It's innate when it comes to our personas. We're the hunter-gatherers protectors. The last thing we ever want to admit or acknowledge is any, is any form of weakness. And everything that you're saying resonates for me. I got to 48 years old pretty fit guy, completely ignored a well-documented health history when it came to my family, can't escape your genes, didn't have a primary care relationship. Had I had a calcium score, I would have known that there was something wrong. So I had a heart attack at 49, hmm. almost died. I'm now the proud owner of uh, more drug-eluting hardware than I'd care to, to acknowledge. I got lucky. Hmm but I truly am the poster child for what your early statistics in this conversation look like. Now, as a result of, of my experience, I've become a, a devotee and advocate. And in fact, I've paid it forward. I have, there are three circumstances where I forced male friends of mine to not ignore a, a symptom. And in two of those three cases, they turned out to be pretty serious. Wow, so perhaps some, some ironic vindication from that perspective. You know, you, you also mentioned the, the, the mental health component as yeah. well, which is another area that, you know, second order of, of critical importance for men. Again, something that we don't want to acknowledge. We, we might be more inclined to acknowledge a physical ailment quicker, and we don't do that quickly, as you're indicating, than something psychological. And, you know, I think it was a few weeks ago we had a podcast, Dr. Patrick Runnels and Kit Lee. Uh, we didn't get into the gender breakdown during that conversation, but the stats are clear. Men are far more likely to commit violent crime than women. Men are also almost four times more likely than women to complete suicide. That's a, that's a sobering statistic indeed, and there's a, there's a lot of work ahead. Any impact that COVID, Dr. Plonsky, had on this whole conversation, sort of fortuitous or ironic timing from the perspective of men's acknowledgement of health? 
Well, I mean, I think we've all seen there's been a lot of early data coming out how COVID has really had a significant impact on depression and anxiety, uh, significant peaks, particularly in younger uh, in younger men. Um, and I think, you know, I, I tend to be a cup half full type of person. So what does that mean? To me, that's opportunity for us to intervene. Um, so how can we help make a difference? Well, COVID introduced and became mainstream telehealth. And that is, to me, is something that I hope stays because I think that has shown us I've had visits with men who may not have come to the doctor because they don't want to leave work and they feel okay. They're not in pain, but they don't want to leave work because they have, feel like they have a responsibility. So they'll leave on their lunch break, sit in their car and we'll do a visit. We'll check in when appropriate, not having to necessarily come in. And that's really, really important. And I think mental health is another great example. It allows um, some men to avoid this often associated stigma that they feel may be preventing them from making appointment, but allows for a private environment without having to necessarily go to a location. And I hopefully that will grow and we will be able to reach more men that way. And so I'm very hopeful about that, but there's no question that mental health Listen, we did surveys, as I told you, and I was actually very surprised how much we heard from men acknowledging they would like someone to talk to. So it was over close to 50% of the men, it was like 48% of the men, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was like 48% of the men said that they would like someone to speak with. Um, and I was surprised by that, you know, and, um, and a lot of the men also said that they would like to have someone in the community uh, who's also going through something to, to be able to hear from them. And, you know, we have support groups in cancer, but maybe we don't do it enough. And uh, I think these are opportunities for us to listen to what people are saying in the community and provide new avenues, new ways of engaging with them uh, that I think will be impactful. I want to go back, David, if I can, to one thing you brought up about uh, your story, which is remarkable. And I think, you know, was it your time and maybe part of the purpose you have is to to, to pay it forward and, and to tell your story. And I hope people heard that. The thing I want to point out about your story is you waited till you had symptoms. And I think that's what guys do, right? So guys wait until they have symptoms. In your case, you were lucky. And in certain cases, it's too late. And I'm just as bad. My wife keeps telling me, now that you're doing this program, now finally you're gonna go start seeing the doctor regularly because we all get very busy. And it's not, this is across all socioeconomic classes and all races. And it's not just that guys are obstinate and they don't want, just sometimes they feel like, you know what, I feel okay, my knee pain will get better after six months. I was having back pain, I went to the back doctor and he said, yeah, usually we see people with this type of back pain in two weeks, not two months later. And I, I could have caused damage had I kept ignoring it. So I think that what we need to do is change the mindset where we get guys in earlier before there's problems. And our hope is that with this model we're creating of the, what we call value-add programs, these adjacent, health-adjacent programs, we will bring people in and then hopefully we'll be able to pick up on some of these maybe risks, genetic risks, or subtleties that guys may not want to bring up. And if we can catch them, we can intervene earlier and think about the amount of strokes that we can prevent, heart attacks we can prevent. That's what excites me. I think that's what excites the Cutlers. I think that's what excites, and I think the, the leadership at University Hospitals and Ventures Group are excited that this is a new model. This is about innovation and not, we're not innovating a new drug. 
We're not innovating new technology. We're innovating a new approach. And we are excited to continue to innovate, and it's, it's a continual process. This is not one, one idea and then we've got it. we got to test it and then iterate. And that's what we're excited about. So there are new emergent market entrants when it comes to specifically targeting and addressing men. Um, Hims, um, Roman, Roman. Are, they, are they competition? Are they exemplars? Where do you put them into the sort of spectrum of, of the offering that you're looking to create? So I think, I don't worry about competition because I think if we do good work and we do it right and we do it at the highest level, we will succeed. So I, I, don't, I don't consider competition. I think it's great because I think it shows, it's proven the model. I mean, they've been very successful and they've proven the model that there is interest for this, um, a bit of a distance, not necessarily going into the doctor to seek care. Now they've particularly focused initially on erectile dysfunction and often can be an embarrassing issue for men and, and they've proven a model. To me, they are our homework. There are, they shown to us, it works, the model can proof work. Points. It's a proof of concept for me. So we're taking it to the next level as an academic uh, medical institution uh, with experts in every area. We can provide the depth of expertise across all specialties, not just erectile dysfunction. We can go much broader, much deeper, and we have the depth behind us so that if men are found to have something more significant, we're not just a website. We have all the resources and technology and innovations to help people at whatever level they need. And so to me, it's great to see that because uh, we hope to be offering that, but so much more. So let's close this out, Lee. What does success look like to you? So success for the Cutler Center in the first three years, we've defined it as we want to be able to have a model that we know works with bringing men into the, the Cutler Center uh, and keeping them in. So we're not measuring any healthcare outcomes in the first three years because healthcare outcomes takes time. We want to make sure that what we, our hypothesis works. So we're doing it academically. We're, we're, we're creating a hypothesis. We believe if we can get men to come in and keep them in, we will make them healthier. So our first three years is really focusing on what works on getting men to listen to our message, a new message, a new interactive, a new expectation of interaction, a new customer experience, if you would. We always focus on patients. We, the, we should be looking at them as customers now. And how do we obtain and retain customers. And so our first couple years is, can we obtain and retain customers? Once we've done that, then we have to hold ourselves uh, to the task of saying, are we making them healthier? And then we tend to look at, are we diagnosing heart disease early? Are we diagnosing strokes early? Are we improving patients' diabetes? Then we think we've really got something special. So it's, it's an evolution. We wanna be different. We wanna think differently. And we're very excited about making what I call, again, a legacy impact. And uh, we welcome people to get involved. And again, this is not for, there's no extra cost for this. This is, we're able to provide this because of the support of people like the Cutlers. And I would say that anyone who's interested and excited about this, reach out to us because uh, it, takes a, it takes a village, it takes a community, and uh, we welcome the help. So to everyone listening, this is exactly how you reach out. First of all, you can find out uh, more at uhhospitals.org backslash services backslash 
men's-health. Dr. Ponsky mentioned there's going to be a flagship location at the UH Ahuja Medical Center. That's a 2023 ribbon cutting, but the program will be up and running virtually soon. So, Lee, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go call Joe. And uh, to, to those listening, I hope you will too. And actually, Joe can be reached at 216-285-4JOE. And uh, for those who, who don't like using the alphabet, 4JOE is 4563. And actually, you could also email Dr. Ponsky at lee.ponsky, P-O-N-S-K-Y, at uhhospitals.org to learn more. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Catch you next time.